to the Flying Solo Podcast, a show for those going it alone in business. If you're working solo or have dreams of starting up, you'll find support, inspiration and advice at Australia's largest and liveliest small business community. Find us at flyingsolo.com.au or join us on Facebook. Here's your host, Robert Gerrish. Hello all and welcome to another Flying Solo podcast. If you've not yet checked out our new premium membership offering, well, I really think you should. We've added a swathe of new benefits to help your business stand out and to help you stay at the top of your game. As part of membership, you get a coaching session with little old me, entry into a new private discussion group, access to our library of over 80 how-to videos, deals and discounts, and much, much more, all for just $99. Head to our join page to find out more. Now, I'm delighted to be speaking again uh, with my guest, Elizabeth Formosa. Elizabeth started Fashion Equipped in 2012, a business that supports those in the fashion industry or considering entering the industry. She's just launched a new Start Your Fashion Business online program, and knowing how totally hot the fashion startup topic is, I figured we needed to hear more. So, hello, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello, Robert. Thank you for having me. Well, look, sorry, it's, I think I'm speaking to you during Fashion Week in sunny old Melbourne, aren't I? That's right. You sure are. It's, um, it's all happening here in Melbourne at the moment. So very, very exciting time of the, uh, of the fashion calendar, that's for sure. So what is that, uh, before we get, get into our, our sort of topic, what does that look like for you then? Here you are, you know, one of the sort of leaders in the industry. It's yes. fashion week. What does that mean for you? <sighs> Well, it all kicked off on the weekend um, when I attended the Fashion Gala, which was um, hosted by uh, Martin Grant, which was absolutely awesome. So an amazing designer who who did his first collection at the age of sixteen years of uh, age of sixteen. Um, now based in Paris, so but a Melbourne boy. So that was very very exciting. So that mm. was just a a beautiful event. Um, and then we've got pretty much runway shows to attend um, most nights this week. So this evening I'll be attending two events and, um, yeah, that will kick off the rest of the week. So it's a pretty exciting time. We attend with our clients. You know, we support those clients who are involved. Um, and, yeah, it's just it's just an amazing an amazing time of the year. Okay. So I guess you're not kind of walking around in your tracky dacks this week, are you? This will be your posh frocks week. No, there'll be hair and makeup this afternoon, that's for sure. That's guaranteed. Right. <laughs> 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 Terrific. Okay. Well, look, so we're talking about the fashion industry. And uh, as I said in the intro, you know, it's, it's just hot, particularly in the kind of startup space. So what do you observe at the moment? And why is it? Why is it that it seems like every other person I meet wants to get started in an online fashion business? What's going on? Oh, well, I think that fashion has always been one of those industries that attracts a lot of interest. It might be because it seems so glamorous from the outside looking in. Mm. Um, but the emergence of online retail has certainly made, you know, starting a business in this sector much more accessible, you know, without the typical bricks and mortar overheads um, or having to be fully reliant on a wholesale model. So I guess those barriers to entries are not the same as they used to be. So, you know, the majority of our clients are are really going down, you know, the online um, retail path combined with wholesale. So we're certainly seeing that emerge. And, you know, it's an industry that's still growing, Robert, you know, as, as tough as I guess the retail landscape is at the moment. 
um, the fashion industry is still growing. So, you know, that's obviously attractive for startups to get involved. Yeah, sure. So if we look at it as a, a sort of a, a typical online fashion business, are we talking about designers, people that are designing and making, you know, with cutters and all of that kind of business? Or are these people that are uh, importing products from elsewhere and on selling? What's the, what's the kind of, what's the main focus? It's really a combination of, so a lot of our clients are designers themselves. Um, they may actually still be making themselves or looking to outsource locally. We have clients who are importing from everywhere in the world. It could be China, India, Indonesia. Um, some of those clients don't actually have a fashion industry background, so they have no idea about the garment construction mm. side of the business, but they've got other strengths such as you know, finance, marketing, um, and so on. We've got others who are purely, so they're, they're making their own products, those type of clients. So yeah. product development is certainly involved um, and the design, but then they're, they're importing from offshore. And then we've got other clients who are buying ready-made products. So, so you've mm. got kind of your bespoke, you know, really um, made-to-measure kind of business. You've got your offshore importing, your local production, and then you've got your clients that are really just buying ready-made products. So it's yeah. pretty, diver pretty it diverse. It is, isn't it? So it's diverse. Very, yeah, very diverse from a sourcing model point of view and very diverse from a distribution model point of view. Mm. So all of that suggests, I mean, on the one hand, what I hear and what I observe, and I, you know, I, I observe it a great deal in our forums, on our uh, social channels, lots of talk of, of people getting into the fashion industry. So yeah. on the one hand, excitement, excitement, excitement. On the other hand, mm, rather a lot of competition. So, Yeah, yeah know, abso absolutely. Absolutely a lot of competition. And we know that bricks and mortar retail, um, the landscape is very, very tough for many out there at the moment. And retailers have to work much harder than they ever had before. So that's something that, you know, our clients need to keep top of mind. You know, what are they going to do differently? Mm. Because consumers have a much wider range of choice when it comes to retail as we know we have in-store we have online we have the mobile which is glued to the palm of our hand yep. and we can simply click to buy products from anywhere in the world at any time so it, it's never been more convenient to shop as a consumer right now and so new businesses and new brands really need to work out how they're going to respond um, to to the changing expectations yeah, of consumers of so, yeah, it's really, really a crucial point. Yeah, and look, and I can see, you know, this is all uh, like as I'm talking to you, I'm thinking, well, why wouldn't you be developing an online course? Because, my gosh, you must, you, I mean, just from what I observe, as I say, across our community, I see yeah. lots of questions. And some of them, you know, somewhat naive. You know, they're absolutely, which is understandable. You know, when people are starting out, they really don't know much. They just, they just yeah. have an idea. Yeah. So it's understandable that those questions would be a little bit naive. But um, so of, before we could have sort of dive in further, the what's your general sense of the sort of size of a lot of these businesses? I mean, are we seeing or are you seeing businesses that you might call more of a hobby part-time business or are you seeing increasingly people that are looking to absolutely build a viable you know, solid business. What what do you see there? 
look, our ideal clients are those who are looking to build a real business and, you know, are ready to hit the ground running. But in saying that, we have lots of clients who have had a hobby business for many years. Um, And that's actually very, very useful because they have some history. Mm. I think the hardest thing for a startup is really coming off a zero base with no insight into where they're going and no history um, under their belt. So if it has been a hobby business, that's fine. But we really come in when they're re- ready to transition um, yeah. and hit the ground running. But they, they still could be in that planning kind of launch phase. And we really just help them to get to the next level. So it's about the planning, the launching, and then the growing and scaling. So it's those kind of three phases. Yeah, okay. But it, but yeah, our team is is really geared to serve those who who are ready to ready to get going. Yeah, and as you say, I guess if if you've run a business as a bit of a part time, almost a hobby thing for a couple of years, then as as you rightly say, you know you've learned a fair bit. Even even if you've oh. just been sort of buying and selling stuff on eBay, you've you've learned what kind of questions people have. You've learned about how to deliver things and how to take them back and sizing and all sorts of very useful stuff. So presumably that's a slightly better. Um, person for you than someone who's absolutely just got an idea and has done nothing. Oh, I totally agree because mm. that's your market research right there and it's part of your proof of concept. So any of that data and that knowledge that you've gained over that time is extremely valuable. Mm. And, you know, when it becomes real, then then it's time to build on that. And obviously getting to know your target customer um, is key. So in a hobby business, you're usually very hands-on with your customer base. You know, it's a very, I guess, personal type of relationship um, when you're right at the beginning and you're very small with your customer. So that can be extremely valuable because, you know, when you're starting out, you create these customer avatars that are semi in regards to, to your, um, who your target audience is. But yeah. when you're training your hobby business, that all becomes real. Yeah, so okay. okay. Very, very useful. Yeah, so let me, uh, something that I'm just sort of dying to to understand. If you've got somebody who is um, designing their own unique product and, uh, you know, I happen to be married to my my darling wife um, (laughs) who absolutely did that for many years, you know, but and many years ago, like 20 years ago, so different, different sort of industry then. But if you're someone who's, who's designing your own product and you're selling it online, Surely that has a very uh, unique set of challenges compared to, say, somebody who is representing or has products from a a known um, brand where someone says, okay, I know I want um, that particular dress in that particular size and therefore all I'm shopping for is is kind of price and speed of delivery versus somebody who's likes the look of what you've got but doesn't know you from a bar of soap, doesn't know your brand, um, are people readily buying online on that basis? And if so, what pressure does that put on the designer? Presumably, there has to be a great deal of flexibility around returns and all of that kind of thing. I mean, is, that sounds like a bit of a minefield to me. Oh, look, it, it is it is a huge investment for these designers who are designing and developing their own products. 
um, you know, first first thing you've got to deal with is the whole supply chain issue as a startup and minimums and, and all of those things. So that whole side of the business is huge. As you said, when you're starting up, you're unknown. So you then have to become a brand strategist. You know, you've got to build your brand and you've got to market it. So I guess the, the biggest challenge when you are designing and producing your own product is that it adds another whole layer to the business model that you have to manage um, and it be- can become very, very complicated, I guess, and it can be overwhelming mm. for those startups until they have a merchandise team in place who can kind of, you know, do the day-to-day in that side of the business. Yeah. But but then if you are designing your own product, you, you also have a unique point of difference. Okay, you're not just a me too brand in the market. So, you know, you have your own aesthetic, you, you have your own design, you might have your own exclusive fabrics. So that offers the customer a point of difference. Whereas if your business model is to be retailing, you know, brands that are well known in the market, that's great. Mm. But you're also in a more competitive landscape because you're not the only person with those brands. Yep. So the customer can shop around and really shop more on price rather than on product. So each business model comes with its own challenges. But I have to say, as you would know from your wife's experience, if she was you know, developing her own product, that in itself can be all-consuming mm. as a business owner. Mm. Um, and you have to make room to be you know, the salesperson and the marketing person and the brand strategist and all of those things because um, they're equally as important as the product itself. Oh, it's, oh, look, it's so true. And I guess so true of so many creative businesses that that often the piece that you really love, if you're not careful, is, is the very piece that you just don't get any time to do yes. you know, because you're doing everything else. So when, yeah. you, when you get um, these you know, newbie kind of people coming to you, what are... What are the, some of the things that, um, what are the, some of the biggest sort of challenges that you hear when people get to you? Maybe people don't, you know, I guess we'd all love to think that people are planning and organizing and thinking about courses, you know, right from the get-go. So they're really, really doing it properly. But I think I would imagine that your experience is quite similar to mine, that the, the truth is often a bit different to that as people, yes. you know, have fired up with passion and enthusiasm and get started. <laughs> And then almost sort of get to you, presumably, at a, at a sort of how the heck did I end up here? Mm-hmm. And can you help me? So what, what are some of the, the typical sort of challenges that you see that people are often coming to you with? Okay, so the, the, look, the challenges, I guess, at the startup phase are usually kind of threaded right through the business. So we start with a business development session. So we sit down for about three hours with our clients initially. And we, because every client's got a different set of challenges, especially, you know, when they're so diverse, they've either got fashion industry experience, they're a designer, they're an entrepreneur, they're a stay-at-home mum. So everyone's different. So we start with, you know, the business owner themselves and what is their skill set, you know, what's their industry experience, if any. So we look at them, I guess, as a starting point and, you know, at the core of their business. And then we start to look beyond that, you know, what is what does their business model look like? So who is their target customer? How are they going to reach them? Um, How are they going to develop their product? Do they have a supply chain in place? Mm. Have they started their brand development? So we systematically go through every single pillar of the business and we listen like we that's our initial job is 
is to listen to what the startup has to say and what their goals and objectives are for the business. And then we might come in with a little dose of reality. (laughs) So they might say, look, you know, we want to replace our salary in the next six months and we want to be, you know, turning over a million dollars in the next 12 months. And so we start to look at, okay, well, how are we going to do that? You know, let's have a look at, you know, we can, we can skip through all the initial things such as, you know, the, uh, the branding and get straight to supply chain. How are you going to uh, source and manufacture these products? Mm. So that's usually an area that we go really deep into. Um, you know, the client might say, we want to source locally. So we'll look at what that looks like commercially for their business. Are they going to be able to make money out of it based on their price positioning um, and how they're going to be able to other business in the future? Need to look at an option. So we go really very, very deep into each area to identify where the red flags are now at the startup stage. Yeah, okay. Because the last thing we want is for these clients to have a spare room, a garage uh, full of stock mm. that they just sell. And unfortunately, we meet a lot of people in that situation. I get emails every single day saying I'm a year, two years into my business, I own an enormous amount of inventory and I just can't move it. You know, Mm. I'm trying this, I'm trying that, my marketing strategy is not working. And then, you know, when we meet these clients and we go deeper into where they're at, they've just missed some of the real fundamentals. They've not done their market research, their prices aren't right, perhaps their quality is not right. And it's a real shame because they're already, you know, they could be several hundred thousand dollars into it um, and we wish we would have met them at the beginning of the journey because I I think it's all about anticipating the road ahead, Robert, and that's, I guess, from our 20-odd years of experience in the industry and five years working one-on-one with startups now, you know, at the coalface. Um, we, we've got so much to share and if we can help the client anticipate the road ahead, that counts for a lot because, you know, it's best that they know now at the beginning of the journey, you know, how much this is going to cost them, how many resources they're going to have in the business, how many sleepless nights they're going to face mm. <laughs> uh, and all of those things so that they can they can go into this with their, their eyes wide open. Yeah, look, and you 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 mentioned a few situations there that are uh, you know anyone who's spoken to uh, you know more than a handful of people who who've been in this industry um, will have met those people who've got a garage with lots of boxes in uh, yep. and a lot of stock to move. And you know, yep. I've I've worked with some very successful fashion retailers in bricks and mortar who still get to an end of a season and they've got an awful lot of stock. You know, I guess you know, the clue is in the name fashion, isn't it? It's like yeah. fashion changes, trends change, seasons change. So, look, I can totally see the need for the service that that, that you and, and people like you provide. Yeah. I'm intrigued then that you you decided to go to an online course. Now, what, what was the motivation there? Um, and just talk to me a little bit about what that journey is like. You know, I've developed an online course myself. It's a lot of work. So what, yeah. what um, drove you to do that and uh, what was the journey like? Okay, so I'll start with why, of course. I guess, you know, as I mentioned, I've been doing this one-on-one with clients for five years now. So our motivation to develop the online course is really to help more business owners and to more widely share our knowledge. Um, since I established, you know, a consultancy agency, we've worked with literally hundreds of startups, emerging designers, you know, and small business owners. 
and time and time again, as we've just spoken about, you know, I meet talented, motivated people that are either at the start of their journey or already training, but we know that they have a clear gap in their skill set, mm. you know, and their understanding of the business side could be lacking. Um, and to help these people one-on-one, we can only take on so many clients. So I guess for us to be able to scale and reach a wider audience, the online course was just a natural progression um, for what we're doing right now. So, and, you know, we're so passionate about reducing the failure rate in our in our sector. You know, we don't want that. We see so many talented people um, and we see so many business owners fail because of challenges that really could have been resolved in the early days. Mm. So providing these mentoring services, you know, this sense of community, support network, all of the things that you do actually in your community but specializing in that fashion area um it's just a much needed gap in our industry yeah, so okay. yeah that's, and, that's and what tell we're me, doing are you did how how do you deliver this is it a series of videos is it videos and courses is it videos and conversations with you what 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 structure have you used yeah it's it's 10 modules <laughs> so it's it's pretty intense so 10 modules and each module has um six tutorials in it so it's video guided mentoring so um the clients are going to be listening to me chit-chatting away on certain topics so very very thorough so each lesson focuses on a specific topic um, you then finish that lesson, you're, you're equipped with an action plan, and you basically have to go and action something. So it's really about building your business in real time. So hear the information, go and implement the action or the strategy, come back to the next lesson, learn some more information, um, hit the ground running, implement that particular action step. So at the end of each module, you've got an immersive amount of information on that specific topic. Um, every fortnight we'll be doing group coaching calls so we have the opportunity to have those contact hours and that will really keep, keep the clients informed and motivated throughout the whole experience and you know it's going to be a three-month journey so this is a three-month program um, because you can't start a fashion business overnight you know anything less than that you're really only scratching the surface yep. so three months it is a commitment uh, but you have those contact hours we have a private Facebook group where you get to you know really communicate with like-minded business owners and I'll have my team and other industry professionals that I bring in to um, communicate you know, with those clients during that three-month journey. Great. And in, in addition to that, we're really proud to offer a $10,000 scholarship in 2018. So for the first two cohorts of our program, um, we're going to be offering this scholarship that gives 12 months support to the person who wins this particular prize. Um, it also includes $2,000 of cash and then ongoing mentoring throughout that year, access to marketing, branding, all of the consultants that I basically, you know, have in my business. Mm -hmm. So that's really exciting. You know, that's the first time we've been able to offer something, you know, of that particular caliber. So, um, yeah, we're, we're really proud about that as well. Brilliant. So look, the couple of points you raised, I'd just love to sort of drill down and understand further. So you have your group coaching and how are you yes. delivering that? How is that done and how big is the group? 
So that will be through video conference. Okay. Um, so we use an app called Zoom for our yep. video conferencing. So essentially we can have, you know, 20 people on a, on a coaching call and um, we can all speak to each other. So we'll see each other on video. Um, we'll have access to, you know, the audio. So each person can ask a question. In the coaching call, I'll be talking about the topic of the module that we've just covered. So, for example, if it's branding, we'll be talking about brand experience, customer experience, and we'll take take questions, I guess, from the group in terms of, you know, what they thought about the content, how they're going to apply that content to their business strategy um, and be able to keep them informed and moving and motivated. So they're not sitting there for two weeks wondering how am I going to do something, how am I going to implement it? Because I think, as you know, being a solo business owner, it is very isolating and the amount of things we have to do are very overwhelming. So to be able to get on a call, you know, with a group, with your peers and with industry professionals and get answers to your questions in real time so you can keep moving is invaluable. Very good. Okay, yeah. so now let me uh, – that, that sounds brilliant. And, and for those listening who are thinking, tell me more, tell me more, how do I, how do I get onto this, we'll, we'll get yeah. there in a moment. But sure. let's just um, – move us, moving aside from that, I want, I'd like to talk to you, the business owner – to some, so if, I was thinking for people listening who are not in the fashion industry and not going to be in the fashion industry. I've got you here. You yes. Know, so I want to ask you some other questions. So sure. you know, here you are. You're an expert. You've built a very strong position. You've clearly got a business that's attracting a lot of uh, people who want to get into that space. You're delivering a course for all the right reasons. You know, as you're saying, you can't get to everybody. You want to reach more people. Online yes. courses are very much, uh, you know, a, a happening thing, and the the technology happily is has kind of caught up, so we can do it. What's it been like for you? You sat there, presumably you've scripted these, you've filmed these. You know, you've done your hair and your lippy every day for I don't know how long. <laughs> you know. Talk to me about that. What's the process been like for you? Oh, Robert, it has. It has been one of the biggest projects that I've worked on in years. And yeah. I've worked on some very, very big projects. So um, what I know now is, yeah, it, it's been a whole learning curve. It's been like a whole new business for yeah. me. You know, the whole online uh, program course, you know, market is fast, like it, like like fashion, like the fashion industry. It's yes. fast paced. Yep. It's moving at the rate of knots. Technology, keeping up with the technology alone, has been huge. Mm. So, you know, I didn't know uh, what I know now six or eight months ago, I actually studied. So I took a course on how to develop an online course. Brilliant. So that was my very, very first thing that I did so that I was stepping into this with my eyes wide open. Right. And let's just pause so, there for a second. So that's just a really important thing for anyone listening. What did you do when you were about to set up a new business? You undertook a course. In this case, it was a course telling you how to run a course. So, but you know, that's, that's, just the piece that so many businesses don't do is the investing in professional development and yeah. you did and I'm I'm sure that must have been a, a wonderful decision that you made. Oh it was it was there is absolutely no way I've been able to launch this course without that particular resource. Mm. It's very much what I'm about to do a very, very good support network, you know, through their private Facebook alone, just to be able to get on and say, oh, my camera's not working, my teleprompter's not working, mm. you know, I'm what really not getting these scripts right, this app's not working, and you get an answer immediately from mm. the community 
that's invaluable because yeah. that allowed me to keep going. So I, I see how that totally applies to the model that I'm about to put in place. So that's why I'm really confident. But back to what was involved, you know, after I studied, you know, we then go into developing the curriculum alone. So trying to, you know, put 20 years worth of fashion industry knowledge into a course um, alone, that was, yeah, that was a huge, huge you know that we set up our own filming studio so at my office here we've set up our own filming studio so we've got that autonomy to film on any given day of the week should we should we need to um the the script writing and the rehearsing and we very very quickly worked out how important that was Mm. because you know i had a lot of advice from people saying you know oh just just speak in an ad hoc way and Mm. organically Mm, no 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 no, when you're trying to teach you know a specific topic you've got Mm. to do diligence to make sure that that is very, very thorough um, and delivered in the right way. So script writing and rehearsing is absolutely crucial before the filming day. Then, of course, you've got filming, which starts, you know, at 6.30 a.m. You're getting hair and makeup done and wardrobe and all of those things. Mm. Um, And then you're filming the content. And, of course, you want to get out of that day as possible. Yeah. Video editing was a whole other ball game. I mean, Mm. I had absolutely no idea what was involved in firstly finding the right people that could execute my video editing on brand firstly the the aesthetic and the format of the video to be on brand for the fashion market and then what's involved in editing you know cutting the footage doing the animations music all of those things Mm. that you have to (laughs) it's It's, complicated very very complicated yep. and then you know developing the tools of the templates and the workbooks alone that you know the clients will be provided with developing the website the learning platform choosing all of those you know those platforms and apps and plugins i've, mm. I've subscribed to that many apps and plugins i can't tell you how many <laughs> I've, I've lost track right now um yeah and then fast forward to, to you know the last couple of weeks where we've been so excited to start sharing and marketing the news that enrollments are open um, and now it is all about, you know, sharing that information and, and reaching as many people as we can before the 25th of September, which is when we kick off. And, and that's when it all starts. That's when the job actually really starts yes. because I'll be guiding, you know, our clients over a three-month period of time, which is really exciting. Brilliant. Well, look, yeah. and I must just apologize, listeners. We've audio has been uh, playing up a little bit for us today. So we've been, unfortunately, whilst you've been talking, we, we've been losing you and getting you back, Elizabeth. But uh, okay. we've, we've heard you all the way through so don't worry so look if we want to find out more and i'm sure there's a number of people who will be can we can you tell us where's the best place to go yeah just head to our website at fashionequipped.com.au and just click on the online learning program and all of the information is there i also offer you know complimentary discovery calls so if anyone has any questions i can get on the phone for 15 minutes with them go through you know what their goals are um, in terms of their business model and really work out whether the online program is going to be right for them um, at this stage of their journey and if not then what else you know where should they go to next how else can we help them or what else should they do so yeah that's and do we get to see a little sample of you on your videos is that will we find that on your site 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, you will you will find that on the site. So yeah, I've I've definitely. Um, it's funny, Robert. Just looking back from you know the very first video I did, and I'm probably about thirty videos in now. Right. It, it's it's just amazing the transition. So I prefer <laughs> people watch the later videos than the earlier ones. <laughs> I know what you feel when I did. Uh, we've we've uh, not long sort of launched our course, and we had uh, I I did eighty videos in that, and I made yeah. the decision, and I'm glad I did. That I started recording at about video number forty-eight, I think. <laughs> and then Very I wise. Did, then I did the, the beginning ones at the end because there's no yeah. doubt that um, yeah, you, you you get a bit more comfortable by then. Uh, anyway, absolutely. Well, look, I think it's such a such a necessary product that you've got, and uh, I'm sure you've um, you know, as with most things that I've observed that you've done, you've you know, your timing is 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 pretty well spot on, and I've no doubt. As with again, most things of yours that I've, or all things of yours that I've seen, that very well put together and very professional. So, look, I wish you all the best with it, and uh, thank you so much for spending your time with us today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Okay, and look, before I go, don't forget that when it comes to creating a truly lovable business, we get you at Flying Solo. Premium membership has all the tips and tools you'll need for just ninety nine dollars. Head to our join page to learn more. And that's where we'll leave this show from Flying Solo and your host, Robert Gerrish. We'd love to receive feedback, even a brief review for those listening via iTunes. If you're planning to start a business or rejuvenate the one you're in, check out our bestseller, Flying Solo, How to Go It Alone in Business. It includes everything we know about working on your own. And of course, we invite you to dive into the resources and supportive community at flyingsolo.com.au.